Green 19! Green 19! 4 3. You go, you go. Hey, yeah, 4 3, 4 3. Blue 58! Blue 58! Welcome to Quarantine Sports, ladies and gentlemen, the first official episode of our brand new sports podcast. I'm Brett. This is my friend, Zach. Say hi, Zach. What's up? And, I mean, we usually, we would be joined by our good friend, Caleb, but hell, he's probably sleeping. Who needs him anyway, right? (laughs) (laughs) Zach. So, to to start it all off, obviously, we're a little late. Um, Week three in the NFL already. I know, we're slackers. Get over it. <laughs> um, I guess to start it off, let's go back a little bit. Um, just because obviously we're late, but let's just go back a little bit and let's go back to just kind of before the season began. Let's go back to free agency in the draft real quick. Just a quick little session. And let's talk about, um, I guess, let's say some of the bigger free agent signings or even trades. We'll even throw in trades in there. Let's say signings slash trades that you liked. And signings slash trades that you absolutely hated, and you were like, "What is that team even doing right now? They're insane." Mm-hmm. So I guess, um, I guess we'll start off with the big. How about this? We'll start off with the big one: the Stefan Diggs trade. The Vikings got a twenty twenty seventh round pick in exchange. They uh, or sorry, my bad. So Stefan Diggs was sent with a twenty twenty seventh round pick in exchange for a twenty twenty first round pick, a fifth round pick, a sixth round pick, and a twenty twenty one fourth round pick. Do you like that trade or do you hate it aside from how the Bills have been performing with Diggs this season? Just um how do you, how do you like that in general, like so far for the for the Bills and the Vikings? Well, I honestly love it for the Bills, you know, with the way Josh Allen's been throwing them bombs, but you know, that's just how it'd be with them. For the Vikings, I really don't know. They're underperforming this season, really underperforming with the well, like at 0 and 3 right now. Which is crazy. Oh yeah, agree. I mean, I'm the, obviously. Um, I guess let's get out of the way. I'm a Packers fan. You're a Texans fan. Um, <laughs> and obviously, we're, we're going to try to be un, as unbiased as possible. Um, but as a as a Packers fan, I thought they were going to go you know, like one and two, maybe two and one. Um, mm-hmm. I thought we were going to beat them week one, and then I don't. I didn't. I wasn't too sure about the other two weeks. But to be zero and three with how bad they've been playing, they're missing digs. And yeah. it shows because I mean Thielen's a good receiver, but I've always thought he was a little overrated. Um, I think that like, don't worry, like, like I said, he's a good receiver. He's a Pro Bowl receiver. Excuse me. Um, but he's not like an Adams or a Michael Thomas or a Tyree Kill. He's not going to carry your offense when the game is on the line. Yeah, that was pretty much like Diggs' role. Diggs would you know. Catch the ball, you know, one, two jukes, miss, run down. They all like like the Minneapolis miracle. Adam Thielen wasn't gonna do mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? That was all digs. Um so I mean, I think I think they got a good package because obviously Diggs yeah. wanted out. Yeah. But um I mean the fifth round and the sixth round pick, really, let's be honest, it's dig for a first round pick. Yeah. I mean, you can hit on those later round picks, but more often than not, you're gonna miss. Mm. So um, really, I think the, I think the Viking, um, the Vikings lost and the Bills won. I mean, I'll go, oh, yeah, I think the sure. Vikings got like a CC minus and I think you can give the Bills an A, uh, you know, mm-hmm. even aside from how this season has started playing out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I get you. I get so I guess let's, let's go down the list here of all the free agent signings we got here. And another big one that I think we can all kind of agree with here. Well, at least 
as far as trades go, would be the Calais Campbell to the Ravens for a fifth round pick. <laughs> Which absolutely uh, blew my mind. How do you get a fifth round pick for a top end pass rusher who's on an affordable deal? I mean, not going wrong. He's making like $14, $15 million a deal, but compared mm-hmm. to Miles Garrett and the deals that are getting signed now, that's a bargain for his production. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I feel like me and you agree on this. The Jaguars whiffed on that. They could have gotten <laughs> us like a third round pick on that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. Which I'm just, I'm baffled because the dude is putting up at least six, seven sacks the past mm. decade, you know, which is very consistent. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. That baffled me. And I guess you can't talk about free agency unless you talk about the Browns and their two huge signings. They signed Jack Conklin to a three-year, $42 million deal to play right tackle. Mm-hmm. They give him left tackle money, which is insane to me. I know Conklin's a great tackle, but I feel like they should have just moved him to the left if you're going to be paying him that much. Yeah. And then you had Austin Hooper for four years, $42 million. Tell me what you think of the Conklin deal and what do you think of the Hooper deal? Um, well, the Hooper deal, I mean, they already have a good tight end. What was it? What's his name? Njoku? Uh, right? David Njoku, yeah. Yeah, he, he was pretty good. But, um, I don't know. Let's see. Well, if I mean, if you're gonna give it a grade, what what do you, what are you thinking here? Oh, well, for the Hooper, probably maybe like I don't know a C plus B minus B. I don't know. I mean, did they really need him? No, and that's why I'm honestly gonna give him a D. A D, okay. I'm giving him a D. You're paying him top tight end money. You're paying uh-huh. him like he's a little under Kittle's level. Here's my thing, Hooper. When you look, I mean, his numbers are, are decent, but when you look at it, his yards per catch isn't that great. You know, his route running, he was like a system guy in Atlanta. You know what I mean? He had Matt mm-hmm. Ryan. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you had Julio and Calvin Ridley taking off all the pressure. You know what I mean? I know they have Beckham and Jarvis, but that Browns offense is not up to par with the with the Falcons offense. And then oh, they yeah. had Njoku. I know Njoku has had his issues here and there, but why are you going to give almost $12 million a year to Hooper when you have a Joku on a rookie deal? That makes no sense mm-hmm. to me. That's why I'm giving it a D. I think, I think you're wasting money. You can put it into the offensive line or into the, or into the secondary. Yeah. Now, what do you think about the Conklin deal? What was in the Conklin deal? Yeah. Uh, Three-year, $42 million to play right tackle. Three-year, $42 million. Comes out to about roughly $16 million a year. $16 million a year. Yeah, not gonna lie, that seems kind of between fifteen and sixteen million. Um, a little, uh, actually a little under fifteen million. My bad. So like fourteen point. I don't know. Either way, big money. Let's say big bucks. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Big bucks. Well, yeah, he definitely got paid a pretty good amount, but I don't, I don't know if he's good or not. I, I actually haven't seen anything on him. Um, he's he's all right. Um, I'm not gonna act like I sit here and I watch every single Titans game. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I've I've seen him become inconsistent at times. Um, I think they overpaid a little bit, but here's the thing: I'll give it a B, B minus, because when even an average, uh, we saw it with Eric Flowers. He got three years, thirty million dollars from the Dolphins, and he had one average to below average year. One, mm-hmm. all the others, he was com- he was a dumpster fire. 
and he got <laughs> 10 million a year. Yeah, that's how desperate this league is for offensive linemen. So I give it a BB minus, considering what all the other offensive linemen were getting this year. I think they actually got a bargain considering the other deals. Yeah, I think they probably should have tried to move him to left tackle, but I understand them keeping him at the right, especially now that they drafted that left tackle at the 10th pick. So mm-hmm. I kind of understand it. So I guess let's get one or two more good good free agency things going on here. Um, I guess here, here's a, I, this is something me and you have debated on a lot, and I know it got settled recently, but Jadavian Clowney, yeah. between you and me, <laughs> it is no secret that we think he is one of the most overrated defensive linemen in the NFL. For sure. <laughs> so hear us out, folks. I understand that Clowney gets all kinds of pressures and sat, not sacks, knockdowns and blah, 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 blah. And I know that if you get a certain amount of knockdowns, it's supposed to translate to a certain amount of sacks. Here's my gripe with Clowney, and Zach can agree with me here. He wanted Aaron Donald money, over $20 million a year. Aaron Donald puts up 12 to 20 sacks a season. Khalil Mack is a beast against the run, and he puts up at least 8 to 10 sacks a season. Those mm-hmm. are guys that will carry your defense. When the hell was Clowney carrying the Texans defense? That Texans defense was always average when Watt was out. Yeah. Look, here's my thing. If you, I understand the whole knockdown sack, blah blah blah. But here's my thing. If you are getting paid twenty to twenty five million a year, if that's what you're asking for, I don't give a damn about not knockdowns supposed to transfer to sacks. I'm expecting sacks because that's what I'm paying you to get. He got yeah. what two, three sacks last year, and then he comes out. I know he wasn't one hundred percent healthy. But at the same time, I expect more than three sacks if I'm going to be paying you 20 to 25 million a year. Yeah. And I understand he's good against the run, but I'm not paying no run stuff for 25 million a year. Mm-hmm. That's not how this league works. And look what happened. And obviously, here's the other thing the injury history. Aaron Donald doesn't have that big of an injury history. Neither yeah. does Mac. And Miles Garrett, not that big of a, you know, bringing up more recent deals. I understand Joey Bosa, but Joey Bosa is a monster when he's on the field. Oh, yeah, for sure. Clowney has a long injury history. I don't think he played, I'm not sure if he's ever played a full season. If he has, he's only played one. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, is ridiculous. So I'm just, yeah. I, I think the Titans, I mean, no, no, I think the Titans got a good, I think he's worth 10 to 12 million a year, not 20 to 25. I think there's a big difference, and he really overpriced himself, and he came back to bite him in the ass. You know, and I agree with you. God, that guy. I know, because me and you were arguing about that for months. Because <laughs> we were like, how is this dude going to sit here? And I, I understand you want to bet on yourself, but you can't overbet on yourself like that. Oh, that, yeah. that was our thing. And that was our big gripe with it. Mm-hmm. So I guess... This might be the last one. Maybe we'll fit in one more. But we can't talk about deals without Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Ten years, nearly half a billion dollars. Man, in fact, I think it's half a billion with incentives. Yeah, it is half a billion with incentives. Pretty sure. Now, I heard a lot of people saying that was a dumb move by the Chiefs because there's a good chance he gets hurt within the next decade. Mm-hmm. But I guess let's talk this out. What What is your view 
I think we can all agree he deserved the annual the annual price, a little under, a little over, whatever. But I think the main gripe people are having here is the length of the contract. What do you think about the length of the contract? You know, I do I do kind of agree with maybe sort of with some people about the whole injury thing, but maybe they signed him that long because he is going to be a franchise QB for the Chiefs. I, I know it. You know it. I don't see him with another team. I I love the deal. Like, he's definitely worth that much. He, he never complains often on the field. He does best for everyone. You know what I mean? You were talking about uh, 2020 has been a dumpster fire for everyone, but this dude won a Super Bowl. He's already, he was already an MVP. He got half a billion dollars, became part-time owner of a baseball team, married his girlfriend, and now he's going to have a kid. God, I know. <laughs> that guy's living the life. He's living the life while the rest of us are out here struggling. It amazes me. Hmm. So I, guess, I guess here's my take on it. Ten years, I was shocked. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen an NFL deer, uh, oh, yeah. not deer, deal, my bad, over six years. Mm-hmm. But I understand. And I've heard rumors that um, that they'll adjust um, his salary uh, in the future compared to deals. I'm not sure if that's true. Um, I've heard that. I, I've heard against it. So I'm not too sure if that's really what's going to happen with this deal. But assuming that's not what's going to happen with this deal, and he's going to stay at that forty to fifty million dollar annual salary. Look, Watson got about forty million on his deal. Dak wants forty million, and those are guys that are nowhere near Mahomes' tier. Not not to crap on those guys. They're an NFL quarterback. I know they get there for a reason. But the thing is, if you look at the Chiefs and they're not going to adjust his salary, that is an absolute steal in three years when all these guys yeah. are getting forty to fifty million. Yeah, and then you get the dudes who surpass Mahomes. Let's say, you know, like um, Trevor Lawrence, he comes in. I mean, he, I think he's going to be a good prospect, but not on Mahomes' level. Let's say yeah. he breaks $60 million. That makes mm-hmm. Mahomes' le- deal look like an absolute bargain if they're not adjusting it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where you got to look at it. I, like I said, I've heard for it. I've heard against it. I'm not sure if they're adjusting it or not. Yeah. So I guess moving on here. Um. Let's just kind of get a few draft picks in. Um, I guess give me your your favorite draft pick, the draft pick that you were like, I, I you know whether it's a top ten draft pick you're gonna go with or like a fifth round Patrick up to you. The draft pick that you were like, wow, that is a great move, and the draft pick you were like, what the hell? <sighs> Let me look at my list of <laughs> of these. Uh... There's a couple of them that I like. I definitely, I definitely see what I like. I do like the Jacksonville Jaguars picking up CJ Henderson. Yeah, that's actually been pulling out pretty well for them yeah. so far. I think a steal from the draft was probably when the Dallas Cowboys drafted CD Lamb. Really? You're feeling Lamb? Yeah. Well, I, I agree and disagree with you on that. I agree that he should not have fell that far. Oh, but yeah. I still don't like the fit. <laughs> I don't like the fit. I mean, yeah, let's, I let's like be honest. It. The Cowboys up to this point, their defense has been atrocious. Yeah. It has been they... it has been absolute garbage. I could go in there and I'd look like Aaron Rodgers right now. Let's be honest, guys. I mean, <laughs> it's so bad. Like, Russell Wilson just tore him up for five touchdowns. Matt Ryan looked like his MVP self. I mean, it's a dumpster fire on their defense, guys. Jared Goff looked like his borderline MVP season. It's insane. 
I understand yeah. it was a steal at the draft position, but I just don't like the fit. Yeah. And that's why I'm kind of leaning towards a what the hell with that pick. Like I said, <laughs> like like good good spot, great spot to pick him. I'm surprised he slid down past the Raiders, but I just don't like the fit. I think the I think they had Gallup, they had Cooper. Yeah. You know, I I mean, I just I think that they could have used some defensive help or maybe even even offensive line help when Travis Frederick retired. Mhm. So, I just I don't like it. The other one I didn't like was I'm not gonna lie, the Saints pick of let me see if I can pronounce Caesar Ruiz Ruiz, the, the center Saints? The, the Saints pick. I don't like that pick. Caesar Ruiz because they already have they already have the left tackle settled. They just mm-hmm. paid and- Andres Pete a yeah. crap ton of money to play left guard. Mm-hmm. They already have their center. They already have their right guard, and they already have their right tackle. And they just spent a first round pick on this man. Yeah, and that and they, and they already they also cut Larry Warford, mm-hmm. so they had six or seven offensive linemen, uh, excuse me, including this draft pick that are starting caliber. That makes no sense to me. When they have other needs, they could have drafted a developmental quarterback, or they could have mm-hmm. drafted another receiver for Drew Brees, or maybe even some defensive help, because that defense isn't getting any younger. Yeah, God, yeah. <laughs> So unless they plan on getting rid of another offensive lineman, that pick makes absolutely no sense to me, and I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. You know, oh, sorry. Go ahead. A pick that I really do like is the Kansas City Chiefs picking Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. God, I'm on the fence about that one. He he's looked. Um, that first game, he looked amazing. Oh yeah, he really and then did. the second game, he was all right. And then this, pa- I know, was, I'm I'm gonna give him a break with Baltimore. Baltimore's got a great run defense. Yeah, for sure. If you go up against Baltimore, I'm not gonna hold a bad performance against you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm just gonna that that's like you know like all right that that's your get out of jail free card with me is playing Baltimore, but I'm not sure he was the best running back in the draft. Oh no, I don't think so either. But I just think that he had. I think he fit better with the Chiefs. That's my thing is, I want to see more from Jonathan Taylor, mm-hmm. pass catching wise, to to come to a decision whether Clyde Edwards was a better fit for the Chiefs or not. If Jonathan yeah. Taylor d- develops as a pass catcher, they missed a chance on that. Yeah, Taylor's been one hell of a runner so far. Mm-hmm. Especially with Marlon Mack being gone too. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, you called that one too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my God! I guess I guess I'll go down the list here. Um, I'm gonna name a pick that I love, and I'm just kind of looking down here, and one that kind of comes to mind for me at least was Justin Jefferson for the Vikings. Oh, I, yeah. said, I I know you you remember me on draft, and I was so pissed. I was so <laughs> yep. pissed when the Vikings got him. I know we just talked about them missing digs, mm-hmm. but that's about as good of a replacement as any. Oh yeah, for sure. I think he's going to be a great receiver, a mm-hmm. great receiver. Now, I guess what before before we kind of end on the draft picks, let's talk about the one that everyone was hating on, and me and you kind of were on the fence about. And I kind of mm-hmm. le- lead more toward like, yeah, that's a good pick down the road. And you were like, I'm not so sure about that. 
Jordan Love to the Packers. <laughs> oh, Jordan Love to the Packers. Do you love it? Do you hate it? And your reasoning behind your choice? You know, I... You know, I did think Aaron Rodgers might have... Well, I was thinking he was losing his mojo. But, you know, after they had signed him, he had been just killing it so far. He's been doing good throughout the year. I mean, I I don't necessarily hate the pick. But then again, they the Packers could have gotten, like, you think there are better, better receiver help, receiver help, yeah. Yeah, you think there are better options. You, you, you like, yeah. you don't hate the pick, but you think they could have had a better pick. I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, here's my thing. I agree. I think I think there was better people on the board, like mm-hmm. Patrick Queen. We do need inside backer help. Yeah. You know, I think maybe you could have gotten a young tackle. Um, you know, who knows? But here's my thing with it. I kind of like it because you know, leading up to the I was a huge Jordan Love fan. I thought he was. Probably the second best quarterback in the draft. Yeah. Or, no, actually, no. Sorry, third. Behind Burrow and Tua, he was my third-ranked quarterback. Uh-huh. You remind me of Mahomes coming out of college. Mm-hmm. And you remember when Mahomes came out, I said Mahomes was going to be a great quarterback. I didn't know he was going to be this good. But yeah. I said he was going to be a good quarterback. He's got a lot of Mahomes. Like, I'm not comparing him to Mahomes. Don't, don't mistake me, people. What I'm saying is the big arm, you know, the kind of shaky decision-making, you know, needs a couple years. That's how Mahomes was coming out of college. So, here's my thing. Rodgers is not getting any younger. Oh, yeah. And here's my thing. As a team, quarterback is the number one position you need to hit on. You need to hit on quarterback. And as the Packers, if you think Jordan Love is going to be the next 15, 20-year quarterback of the Packers, you got it's like with Favre. They thought Rodgers was going to be the next quarterback after Favre for 20 years, and they were right. And they had the same feeling with Love right now. Uh-huh. So I think if you think Love is going to be our starter till you know twenty thirty five, you can't you can't pass up on that. Yeah, for sure. You just can't pass up on that. So I guess now that we're kind of at least semi caught up, let's move on to current situations in the league. Um, I guess let's start it off with all the injuries. It has been absolutely mayhem. I swear uh, to God, I'm about to audition for the Eagles practice squad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, sad, sad. Yeah, I know. It's it's sad to see. But I guess kind of running down the list here, um, obviously the 49ers have been bombarded by injuries. Mm-hmm. The, the poor souls. Um, so I guess running down the list here, um, here are some of the more major injuries but this is not saying these are all the injuries. These are some of the more major injuries. Solomon Thomas, Nick Bosa, Anthony Barr, Malik Hooker, Cortland Sutton, Tavon Young, Saquon Barkley, Marquise Blair, Bruce Irvin, Lane Taylor, Jarrell Casey, and Tariq Cohen are all out for the season. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey, Sterling Shepard, Drew Locke, Jimmy Garoppolo, Michael Thomas, Chris Harris Jr. Uh, excuse me. Uh, Chase Young, Tyrod Taylor, Julio Jones, Jalen Rieger, Paris Campbell, and Buda Baker are all out for extended periods of time, and they are not sure when they're going to come back. And Devontae Adams as well. Now, I know that Adams and Michael Thomas are expected back this week, but me and you have talked about this. I know they kind of died down a little bit this week. Let's say mm. spikes back up. We had about, what, 15, 20 major injuries. Now, that's not counting, you know, practice squad players and backups and stuff. Let's say week 10, this injury rate is sustained. Do you think 
that with, with coronavirus, I mean, the Tennessee Titans just had eight players test positive. With the combined coronavirus, do you think the league shuts it down? <sighs> going to be sad to say this, but I it's probably a likely chance. I'm going to give it like a 75% chance of it happening. I don't like it. I really don't. Because, I mean, hell, no one can live without football. I know, especially me and you. We're like lost souls. <laughs> God, I know. I know. I think, um, I think if these, if these, if they get maybe a few more corona cases and they can contain it, then they're going to tell everyone to suck up the injuries. But if you get 15, 20, 25 more cases and mm-hmm. these injuries keep up, I think they shut it down. Yeah. And I hate to say that, but I think they shut it down. I wonder what's going to happen with that after this uh, Tennessee and Pittsburgh game. They just canceled it. Yeah, um, obviously, if you haven't heard, folks, I kind of mentioned it briefly. Supposedly, the Titans and Vikings, um, I'm not sure the Vikings did. I know they confirmed the Titans did. They had players on the field who had coronavirus. I don't know if they if the, if the staff realized that or not, but either way, they played the coronavirus. So there's questions on whether the Steelers and Titans are going to play. From my understanding, they're scheduled to play Monday or Tuesday night. They postponed mm-hmm. it. But this becomes an issue now because up until now, the league has been on top of it, but it slipped through. So for all we know, the Packers, Texas, Patriots, everyone's been playing on the field with coronavirus. We just don't know now. So it comes into question. Mm-hmm. And I, I hate to say it, man. I really do. I, I think there's a good chance they shut it down if this keeps up. Yeah. Because you got you to think about all the opt-outs, too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there's a like, lot. Like, I think the page had what eight. The pages had eight or nine players opt out. Mm-hmm. Starters, like like actual starters. That's insane. Yeah. I'm sad, just, but I know it, it is sad. It's a, it's a huge shame, honestly, man. It really and, is. And honestly, this is I know we might be biased because we're football fans. I think we need football right now. It's a good distraction to be able to oh, sit yeah. down. You know, I mean, you got all um, all this stuff going on around the country. I'm not going to bring it up too much. Um, but I think it's a good escape because you're able to sit down, watch football, kick your feet up, you know, eat some pizza, crack a cold one with the guys. You know, I, I think it's a nice, you know, change of pace for life. And I, I think we kind of need football. Yeah, for sure. It's a different vibe. I mean, don't wrong, like basketball is nice and everything, but it's not the same as football. Mm-hmm. I know some people may disagree, but that, that's just our opinion on it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, football is the greater sport. I mean, what sport? I mean, what sport can can honestly say that they took a day meant for worshiping God and turned it into a let's stay home and watch TV day? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh God, man. So I guess moving on here, just a quick little segment on that. Um, so we kind of talked about some of the stuff we loved and hated from free agency in the draft. So I know it's a little early. So we're only going into week four, but let's talk about some overachievers and underachievers, whether it's a team or just an individual up to you, um, that you have noticed so far through the first three weeks. A big overachiever for sure on my list. And I probably have him winning MVP this year is my man, Russell Wilson. You're going with Russ. Yeah. So that's your big overachiever as Russ. Big overachiever. I don't know. I, I feel like uh, 
I, I, I'll, I'll give you that one. But I, I think that, you know, it's Russell Wilson. He was already great. Um, I feel, I know, I got to understand he's overachieving, but I feel like here's my overachiever. And you already know, ah, before the first three weeks, I hated Josh Allen as a player, not as a person. I hated him as a prospect. You know, my thing was arm strength does not make you a good QB. And I told you, Allen has accuracy issues. He's only he, he's best as a game manager. The Bills struggle when they put the ball in his hands. We saw it last season in the playoffs. You know, he only has good value when he's running around and scrambling, all this stuff. And I told you that I think he's a bust. I mean, maybe not a full-on bust, but I think that they could have picked a better player. And before this season, he had not passed over, I think it was 260 yards in a game, mm-hmm. which is bad for a quarterback in modern times to have two full seasons and not pass for at least 275. Yeah. Um, and he came out, passed for over 300, then 400, and then 300. I, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Because, I mean, he may be by my tongue. I'm going to admit it. I'm going to suck it up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take this one on the chin. Josh Allen proved me wrong and made me eat my words because he's looking like a franchise quarterback right now. Yeah. And I'm not trying to hop on the bandwagon or anything. I'm just calling it as I see it. He looks amazing. And this isn't mm. just like building leads. The Rams came back last week and then he let a game winning drive. That's what a franchise quarterback does is you put the ball in their hands and they make stuff happen. Mm-hmm. And he's been doing that. <laughs> so if he keeps this up, then I think he has a legitimate case for at least comeback player of the year. Yeah. If he keeps this pace up. So I guess either throw in another overachiever for you or throw in an underachiever. Whatever you want. Hmm. <laughs> Over or under? Up to you. I'm going to throw in an under. Alright, what do you got for under? <laughs> I got a couple of them. Let's see. Alright. I obviously got uh, Mitch Trubisky. He's up there. Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> let's try and do okay. Okay, I'll make it a little tougher. Mitch is Mitch. All right. Let, let's let's yeah. do um. <laughs> let's do um. Someone you thought was gonna do good, and they're just proving you wrong. They're doing terrible. Someone I thought that was gonna do good, or or a team in general, uh, a team or a player. A team or a player that I thought was gonna do good. You know. There is a team that I did think was going to do way better than I expected. And I. And here you're feeling for that. Probably the. Yeah. The Minnesota Vikings. I can agree with that one. But. I, I mean, it's one thing to go 0-3, How it's one thing to go that? and it's another thing to go 0-3 and mm-hmm. look as bad as they have. They yeah. look terrible, offensively and defensively. I know Dalvin Cook just went off, but you can't expect Dalvin Cook to run for 185 yards every week. It's just not yeah. sustainable. You know what I mean? I mean, if that's your if that's your formula for success, you might as well get ready for a top 10 pick in the draft. Um, I mean, that's just how I look at it. Um, I guess... I'm going to revert back to a player, um, an underachiever for me. Mm. And I know he just had like 280 yards against my Packers, 
but that's because of two huge plays. So you take those two huge plays away, and his numbers are below average. Drew Brees has looked terrible, absolutely terrible this season. And I'm not just doing recency biased. He hasn't looked that good, really, in general, since about the whole Ram playoff run where the Rams knocked him out. Yeah. The arm strength is not there. And this season, the issue is, before it was okay because he was hitting at record completion rates of 74 or more percent, which is unheard of. I think the league average is like, what, 64%? Um, So if you're doing 10-plus percentage over the league average, then it's okay if you don't have arm strength. But he fell down to about 65% this season. Which means mm. that that whole, I don't need arm strength because I'm accurate, that got thrown out the window. Yeah. And I guess here's an interesting thing while, while we're kind of talking about Drew Brees. So a lot of people kind of crap on Michael Thomas for only running short routes. So let me ask you this question. I think me and you agree, whether everyone wants to argue with us or not, Drew Brees' arm is shot. Because mm-hmm. he threw a 10-yard pass against my Packers. I swear to God, that thing took 10 light years in space to get to that receiver. Yeah. Um, if let, Let's say Thomas is... Um, I'm trying to think of... I don't want to throw him in with like Mahomes or Rodgers. That's kind of easy. Let's throw him in with Wentz. Wentz. Huh. Do you think Michael Thomas runs deeper outs if he's with Wentz? I want to say... I want to say yes and no because they don't really have any good receivers also. They probably have like a mix with him maybe. Oh, you're saying uh, Thomas on the Saints? No, no, no. I'm saying with the Eagle, with wins. Well, I'm just saying in general, um, like production aside, do you think that Thomas would cut down on the slants and start running like more fly and post routes? You know, like 15, 20 plus yard routes. Yeah. I, yeah, I believe that. I, I know that people are crapping on him, you know, like, oh, well, I can run a slant too. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, not, not not to, you know, diminish it. The dude just broke a record. I'm impressed. 149 catches, 1,700 yards. Impressive. Yeah. Um, But obviously, I mean, I think Drew Brees is kind of hurting his reputation because everyone's like, you can only run slants. Um, And I maybe that's more of a byproduct of playing with Brees. Yeah. I think, I think we gotta we gotta think about that. That if he was with Wentz or Dak or Watson, that he might be running a lot more 15, 20 yard routes. Mm-hmm. So any under any other major over or underachievers for you? I think an I think an NFL team that's really like just I don't know like even how to like put this in words, but it's just the Atlanta Falcons. I don't even know what's going on with them, man. So I guess I'm going to use this podcast to say that Falcons fans, if you ever need to talk, we're here. Um, I, I mean, all, all, all jokes aside, um, honestly, Falcons fans, we're here to talk. We, I understand how, how frustrating it is. You know, maybe not to that extent, <laughs> but I mean, my Packers have, <laughs> have blown some games that made me, that made me pretty depressed myself. So, my condolences. Mm-hmm. God bless Falcons. Yes. 
we'll leave it at that. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to crap on their team. I feel like that's self-explanatory. I think they're going through enough pain right now. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I guess let, let's kind of continue this trend. Um, uh, what we're thinking so far in the season. Um, so I guess let let's talk about MVP race. I think that's been kind of a heated debate right now. Um, okay. I think we can all agree that it is between Russ and Kyler right now. Yeah. And then Allen slash Rogers is a distant third. So Zach's based off what you've seen, um, and based off what you think the season is gonna play out as. Who do you think wins MVP at the end of the season? I'm gonna. Uh, it's real tough with it with it only being three weeks down. I know. I understand. But, I'm just saying, like, just just you know, as like, uh, get it out here now, and at the end of the season, we'll revisit this type thing. You know what I mean? I'm gonna. I'm just gonna stick with my gut, and I'm gonna say it's just Russell. Russell. Russ. So, I'm gonna say, yeah. I'm actually gonna put a hot take out here. Um. Here's my thing, and this I I had Russ in fantasy last year, so I'm speaking off experience here. All right, <laughs> um, yeah. Russ is gonna stay hot, and him and Kyler are gonna be neck and neck. Russ is barely gonna have a little lead. Week 11 is gonna hit. Week 10, week 11, mm-hmm. Russ is gonna start cooling off. He's yeah. gonna be good, but he's not gonna be MVP level good. And yeah. Kyler's gonna steal the MVP. Yeah, Kyler's gonna stay hot. That's my prediction. Russ, Kyler, neck and neck. Over halfway through the season, Russ cools off. Kyler wins it. Yeah. That's a hot take. And it's just crazy because they're both in the same division. I'm sticking with it. Y'all can call me out on it. I'm, I'll bet money on that right now. Kyler <laughs> wins it. Russ cools off. I'm not going to bet against it. Knowing you, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I know, bro. I can't help it. I'm an animal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Russ is looking amazing, but that is so unsustainable. Yeah. I mean, the dude's throwing like five touchdowns a week. That is unsustainable. That's pretty crazy. Could have had six, but you know, DK. Oh my god, that is unforgivable. Honestly. You can never like, let your guard down oh, like that. DK, come on. I love you as a receiver and as a guy, but come on, DK. Come on, man. You gotta be smarter than that. Yeah, the play's not over until it's the whistle's blown. Come on, dude, you can't be showing off, man. Don't pull Nutty Lacey. Exactly. He is. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I guess um, let's also talk about. Uh, let me think here. Another thing I wanted to kind of bring up here. Excuse me. Sorry. Um, some of the some of the free agents we've had a few kind of notable free agents, mm-hmm. um, and there's still some notable free agents out there. Um, oh, excuse me. So obviously Ezekiel Odson went to the 49ers. Blake Bortles went to the Broncos. Todd Davis went to the Vikings, and Devontae Freeman went to the Giants. Mm-hmm. The big one on everyone's mind right now is Earl Thomas. Yeah. Do you like his fit with the Texans? Uh, can it be honest? Uh, I don't really think so. I mean, I know we 
Texans do need uh, safeties. I mean, they need a whole damn defense. I mean, but, <laughs> but I I don't really think that that would be his best fit for him. I don't really I think, think they have the money anyways. <laughs> I, I, I think that – I don't think Thomas is going to help that defense. I don't yeah. think so. That, that run defense, the, where the Texans messed up. Mm-hmm. And here's where being a Packers fan comes in. Y'all paid Zach Cunningham $14 million a year. That is top-end middle linebacker money. That is saying that you are like Luke Quetchley in our mind. Quetchley, Quet, I don't know. Quet- Anyways. Quet- yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about this? The Panthers linebacker that retired. We'll put it that way. Um, Keekly. <laughs> yeah, Keekly. There you go. Luke Keekly. Um, that is like saying that in our mind, you're like Luke Keekly. Um, or like Ray Lewis, you know what I mean? You're you're, yeah. you're a future Hall of Famer in our minds. Um, as a Packers fan, I'm speaking from experience. Cunningham is one of the most overrated middle linebackers in the entire league. Yep. Here is why. For example, Blake Martinez. People always said, as a Packers fan, how are you going to complain about middle linebacker when Blake Martinez is putting up 150 something tackles a year? Mm. And I said, well, you know, it's easy to get the tackle when you the dudes are already halfway down the field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference between tackles and actually doing something for the defense. Mm-hmm. And that's where Cunningham comes in. And advanced stats prove it. He does not help that run defense in any way. Yeah. He's like Martinez. He gets his tackles and he looks great on paper. But you watch the game and you're like, why did they sign that dude that kind of contract? Exactly. Yeah, I'm the same way. What they should have <laughs> done. In my opinion, let Cunningham go, and they should have signed DJ Reader. Because Reader got like, what, $14, $15, $16 million a year from the Bengals? I think, I don't know. Something actually. like that. I think it was yeah. like three years, $48 million. Mm-hmm. Which sounded like a lot for a nose tackle. But now Houston is getting absolutely gashed up the gut. Mm-hmm. And they thought Cunningham was the answer. He's not. They should have kept Reader, thrown out Cunningham. Mm-hmm. That's what they should have done. But it's. Texans being Texans. What are you going to do sometimes, right? Exactly. And and we'll get the baby on that. But like I said, I'm speaking off experience as a Packers fan. Tackles do not tell the whole story. Yeah. And it's one thing if you're bad against the run, but you're good in coverage. Martinez and Cunningham are just not good at either. Uh-huh. <laughs> to put it bluntly. Yeah. I mean, if they would have paid him, you know, like seven, eight million, all right. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he is getting the tackles. Was Give he getting that. like fourteen million a year? Fourteen, I think fourteen and a half a year. Fourteen and a half. Oh my god. <laughs> so I mean, I think that's one of the biggest overpays of the offseason. Oh yeah, for sure. God, I know. And that, and, the, and that's the other thing is the Giants gave Martinez ten million a year, and I was like, thank the Lord. Y'all can have him. <laughs> I don't want him back. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's just insane. And um, to kind of, to kind of talk, to kind of keep going with with this whole uh, underperforming thing. Still, um, I know we've been kind of all over the place here, but just as it's popping into my head here, um, let's talk about Wentz. All right. Okay. Um, I've heard Philly fans call for his head. They want Wentz dead right now. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> so, I mean, he's got a career, a career long QBR. I think he's got a career long yards per time. I know he's got a career low in completion percentage. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's like, he's got like a one to two touchdown interception radio ratio. And if y'all, if, uh, if, for those listening, if y'all don't know what that means, for every touchdown that Wentz throws, he throws two interceptions. So if you have a two-to-one ratio, that means for every two touchdowns you throw, you throw an interception. That's how it works. Um, so, I mean, do you think it's Wentz or do you think it's the Eagles? Or do you think it's a little bit of both? What do you think? Uh, I... I don't want to blame everything on Wentz. Like, I I mean, their line, like you had told me before, they got decimated with injuries. Their, their receivers aren't that the best in the league. Oh, no, and Alshon Jeffrey hasn't even played this year. Exactly. Like, the running back game, yeah, Miles Sanders, he's good, but, like, yeah, he well, can't that's do your everything. Whole offense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, not, not, not to diss Miles Sanders, but... You know, he's not Barry Sanders. He's not exactly. Edmonton. You know what I mean? Do, he, can't, he can't do it all himself. Exactly. You know, I mean, and that defense isn't doing him any favors either. That secondary exactly. has nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I can start that corner for the, for the Eagles right now. I mean, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I know they have Darius Slay, but that secondary is still getting shredded. Exactly. I mean, Dwayne Haskins looked decent. Mm-hmm. And when I can say that, you have issues on defense. Exactly. And when you make the Redskins defense look like the 85 Bears, mm-hmm. you have issues on offense. Is Wentz helping the issue? Hell no. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. No. But, I mean, think about this. Let's be honest. Even with weapons, okay. Let, let's just kind of put this into tears for perspective. You have Mahomes. You got you got Rogers. You got you know Lamar. You got the top tier QBs who we all feel are going to be great no matter what. And then you have mm-hmm. tier two like like Brady, Breeze, you know Matt Ryan. You know they might not carry a bunch of practice squad players to the Super Bowl, but they're going to do at least pretty decent. And then you got the rest of the league. And I think Wentz falls into the rest of the league where he's not going to carry, excuse me, again, Jesus, a bunch of practice squad players to the Super Bowl. Yeah. He's a, excuse me, Jesus. All right. God. Oh, God, man. If I could get in two words. Um, But uh, where was I? Uh, Yeah. He's a good QB. But I just don't think – he can carry this team. Yeah, well, yeah, I agree. I'm not not to diss on him. I don't blame him. Go put Dak on that team. Dak ain't gonna do crap. Yeah. I mean, go put Watson on that team. I don't think Watson's doing much to that team. Mm-hmm. Go put Derek Carr. He ain't doing nothing. You know, the list goes on and on and on. Yeah, for sure. So I think Philly fans need to chill out. Give us some time. Let Wentz at least get Alshon back. Yeah. I mean, Rager's out. You know, mm-hmm. Deshaun Jackson's going to get hurt any minute now. That's how it works every year. Mm-hmm. 
you know, the offensive line, you've got, I think, two healthy starters. I think I, I feel bad for him, honestly. I, I do. No, I do too. It's just. I, I mean, he's trying. And I mean, like I said, he's not helping the issue. I mean, the interceptions are inexcusable. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, you got to look at his weapons. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you got you got the guys who can turn that team into a contender. The guys who can maybe pull off something with it, and then the rest of the league. And Wentz falls into the rest of the league. Ah, poor Wentz. <laughs> but so again, one more, one more thing. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's just I was just about to say, like the whole NFC East is just kind of whack right now. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess uh, that's kind of where I was going. I was guessing, uh, sticking with the NFC, let's go to Dallas. Um, and before we move on to our predictions for this upcoming week, um, let's talk about Dak. Okay. He wants $40 million a year. Huh. I mean, in fact, let's be conservative. Let's say 35 a year. Let's be conservative. 35 a year. Let's be conservative. Let's give Dak the benefit of the doubt. We'll say five million off a year. Mm-hmm. Are you paying Dak, or are you telling him to get the hell out of town? If it was thirty-five million a year, yeah. Uh gonna be honest. That might just be pushing it. I think the max I would probably give him is either, with the way he's performing, is probably, I don't know. 30 mil, maybe even 29. 28, 28 to 30, yeah. I yeah. Where, um, I guess, I guess, here, let, let's kind of, let's kind of talk about this for, um, just to kind of maybe give a little more perspective on this. Do you think Dak is a good QB? I, <laughs> I definitely don't think he's bad, but he's not up there. He's not performing as well as people think he should be. I mean, yeah, he's he had he like the most passing yards, but like you can't you can't really do a lot with passing yards. I mean, but that's, I, yeah, I kind of want to expand on this. And this is what me and my dad have always talked about because we despise Dak for this. Mm-hmm. On paper, he looks like Peyton Manning and you're like, "Oh my god, pay the man." but when you watch the game the first three quarters you're like and this man wants how much a year yeah 40 million and i'm gonna use i'm gonna use the the seahawks game as an example um the first three quarters he didn't look great yeah he yeah and then garbage time hit mm-hmm. about like nine minutes into the fourth quarter. Garbage time hit all yeah. of a sudden 40 yards, touchdown, 20 yard pass, 15 yard pass, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown and garbage time. Yeah. Garbage time. Not when it mattered. Garbage time. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is I think it's funny that whenever I tune into a Dallas game, Dak's numbers are kind of average until garbage time hits. Yeah. Oh, Dak. You just never know with that guy. I, guess, I mean, I'm not going to act like he's a bad QB. Yeah. You could do a lot worse than Dak Prescott. Oh, yeah, That's for sure. True. But for what he wants, 
I'm, I'm trading him, honestly. Yeah, I would trade him too. With Andy Dalton on the bench, man. I know. Me and you were, me and you were saying, let Dak sit, just throw in Dalton. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, I, mean, I want Donald. I want Dalton, Donald. I want Dalton to play. Like, I think he would do good. I mean, he was all right at, at Cincinnati, but I mean, it's Cincinnati. When he had a team around him. When he had a team around him. Yeah. But, I don't know, man. I, I just think I just think uh, I think Dak's really overrated. I yeah, think I think I yeah. see all these like sports analysts and these Dallas fans. They're like they're putting him in like sentences with Rogers, and, and I'm just like stop the cap, stop like, the like cap. Stop, stop the cap, guys. Like like let, let's breathe and be <laughs> civilized, okay? <laughs> you know, I I. I don't know. Like, I definitely think that the Cowboys. Well, this is his last year. I, I don't know. I don't think they'll pay him. I'm gonna be honest, I don't think they will. If the, if they don't go at least like ten and six, eleven and five, yeah, and win a playoff game, I think he's out. Yeah, I think he's out too. And like, just like a wild card loss is pushing it. I think. Oh yeah. But I mean, you can only. I mean, I mean uh, Jerry called him out. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you saw it, um, but uh, Jerry pretty much said that he was not on the level of guys like Mahomes and Rodgers, and Dak needs to kind of realize that. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Jerry <laughs> called him out, and I got to give Jerry credit. I didn't think Jerry had the guts to call him yeah, out. Yeah, for like sure, that. especially with the way he is. Oh, my God. Because, <laughs> you know, Jerry kind of babies a lot of his players. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, like, like Jerry used a baby Dez. You know, like like Dez was his prized pupil for the longest time. You know what I mean? Yeah, but then look what happened to that. Yeah, I know. So I think I think Dak's kind of falling out of favor with Jerry because mm -hmm. Dak, Dak kind of pushing the bank accounts, and Jerry's like, hey, 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 like I got big pockets, but you know I want them to stay big. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. They also got a new head coach, Mike McCarthy. I mean, I, I mean, with even with Jason Garrett, like the first year Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott, they went thirteen and three. All right, I'm sorry, I gotta, I gotta get something in here. I gotta get something in. As a Packers fan, dear, <laughs> dear Dallas Cowboys fans, welcome to the Mike McCarthy Show, where you are down by fifteen in every fourth quarter, and you want to tear your hair out because he wants to throw a screen on third and twenty. That's all I gotta say. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. I mean. God, that guy. Welcome to the Mike McCarthy Show. Top 10 offense, bottom 10 defense. Every year, it never fails. Yeah. Never fails. Doesn't matter to the damn team. I mean, right, yeah. now, I got that my, now I got that out of my system. Uh. <laughs> oh, I hope Cowboys, I hope they make the right decision. It's all, all right. right. So I guess... We're running out of time here. We want to keep this about around an hour. Yeah. We got about 10, 15 minutes. Okay. So let's run through week four and let's just kind of go through scores and we, who, th who we think is going to win. So starting off, Thursday night football, Broncos, <laughs> Jets. Broncos are starting Brett Ripon. They're benching Driscoll. Bortles doesn't know the playbook yet. The Jets are the Jets. Who do you have winning? Uh, going to be honest, I got, I got the Jets winning. You got Jets winning? Yeah. What's your score? Hmm. We, we, we got one away. I think I'm gonna give the I think I'm gonna give the Jets winning 21, 21 10. Really? Really. 
I've got Broncos winning 17 to 13. 17 13. Okay. Okay. I respect it. You, you just never know with these two teams. I mean, they're. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna bet money on that game. Oh, that's well, for yeah. sure. <laughs> I mean that that's kind of a flip a coin, you know, heads or tails, and even then, you know, yeah, is exactly. heads telling the truth? I mean, so I guess let's go down the list. Uh, Vikings at the Texans. Who do you got winning? Uh that's tough. I mean, <laughs> I am a They're Texans. Both three. They both struggled. Um, I've got Houston. Houston has, has had a brutal schedule. Yeah, for sure. I feel bad. The NFL pretty much said, screw you, Houston. <laughs> they made them go to Kansas, go to Baltimore, and then their first home game, I think it was their first home game. I can't remember if Baltimore was a home game or not. But then they said, play Pittsburgh. <laughs> I mean, I feel so bad for them. Yeah. Because they're still trying to figure it out without, without Hopkins. And, I mean, they got screwed. Yeah. Yep. D- yep. Don't like talking about it. Just. <gasps> I, know, I know. Oh, the Texan Texans were at home against Ravens, and then Steelers was away. Okay. So okay. Either way, that's a tough first home. Oh game. yeah, for sure. Um, the first three games. So. I've got Texans twenty-eight to twenty. Yeah, I got Texans. Uh, I got Texans winning. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I don't know. Texans haven't been really scoring that much offensively. I'm going to say they're going to win tw- 21-14. Kind of. I think you got to take into account that Baltimore and Pittsburgh have two top five defenses. Yeah. So, I mean, Saints well, at the Lions. Uh, how are you feeling? Saints or Lions? Saints or Lions? It's in Detroit. Um... I'm going to say it right now, Saints, I don't care if it's in Detroit. The Lions will be the Lions. I'm going to put it bluntly. Um, give me Saints, 31-17. Yeah, give me, yeah, give me Saints. Uh, what do we got? What do we got? Give me 35-14. Uh, 35-14. Ooh, blowout. I love it. Mm-hmm. All right. Ravens at Washington. Who you got? Oh, come if you on. Washington, I will kick you off this podcast right now. <laughs> Come on. I'm <laughs> You know, I for the Ravens it's just like a walk in the park, man. They're gonna they're gonna um, blow no, them. I, I mean I, I had them winning against Kansas. Yeah. And then Kansas made them look like a peewee football team. I think they're pissed. I feel bad for Washington. <laughs> the only break Washington gets is it's not in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing keeping the Ravens from scoring 50 here. Give me Ravens 35 to 14 or give me 35 17. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get the Ravens winning 45 to 10. No, no, no. 45? Oh my god. I think they're just gonna absolutely just Team I pass. think so too, but I'm not giving them a five touchdown win. <laughs> Jesus, God! All right, Cardinals at the Panthers. This one's actually kind of entertaining. Yeah, this one. Oh uh, yeah, but I I got Cardinals. I got Cardinals. I'm gonna take them 31-27. Who do you got? Ooh, I'm gonna. I got. I got Cardinals winning 31-28. 31-28. All right, so we agree. Kind of a three four point game there. Mm-hmm. All right, Colts at the Bears. 
Nick Foles is starting. Trubisky oh. is benched. Who do you have? It's in Chicago. No. <laughs> I know you don't like the Bears, but I got the Bears winning this one. Oh, my God. So, as unbiased as I possibly can be, I'm taking the Colts, but I won't be surprised if the Bears win. Yeah. Okay. Give me the Colts. I'm feeling like 24-20, 24-17 Colts. Mm. But I will not be surprised if the Bears win. Yeah. I got I got the Bears winning. I got the Bears winning 21-10. 21-10? Yeah. I can respect that. All right. Next up. Your man, Russell Wilson, going to Miami. Who do you have? Come on. You know, it's just games like there's a lot of uh, walk in the park games this week. Uh, you know, no, I, just, I actually think I think people are sleeping on this game. Seattle secondary is atrocious. Mm-hmm. It's okay, Seattle, thirty-eight, thirty-one. Yeah, and the game shouldn't have been that close either, too. If we think about it. I'm taking them 38-31. Fitzpatrick puts up one hell of a fight, but they fall short. 38-31 Seattle. You know, I'll agree with you. 38-31. I I love the Dolphins this year. I mean, one and two, but like the signings they've made, it's not terrible. It could be a whole lot. They've been a lot more competitive than their records. Oh, yeah, for sure. They've been a lot more competitive. Um, Chargers at the Buccaneers. Who do you have? Chargers at the Buccaneers. And just a reminder, Tyrod Taylor is still out. So Herbert will be starting. I'm gonna have to take the Bucks, man. Oh, I agree. I'm I'm taking the Bucks. Yeah. Um I, I mean it, I mean I feel bad for Herbert. That's a that's a tough road game right there. For sure. Um, I mean he's still learning. I mean he thought he was gonna have a year to sit. Next thing you know, five minute five minutes before the Panthers game, they're telling him he's starting. Mm-hmm. Or no, before the Chiefs game. My bad. <laughs> I mean, even against the Panthers, I mean he threw up like what, three hundred yards? What about this? All right, all right. All right. Since I started him in fantasy last week, that was garbage time. He had me stressed out for most of that game. <laughs> <laughs> I thought. I... <laughs> oh. Give me Buccaneers. Um, twenty-seven, seventeen. Give me Buccaneers winning thirty-one to twenty-one. Anyone twenty? All right. All right. So, assuming this game happens. Battle of the undefeated teams, Steelers oh. at the Titans. Oof, okay. I know they're both undefeated, but this team I think has a bit of bit of an edge over them, and I think the Steelers got the edge over the Titans. I agree, but what do you what are you thinking? What's your score? I don't think it's gonna be a blowout. I definitely think it's gonna be what? Five point game, maybe. So I'm gonna say, let's just say 28 24. I'm taking a dog fight 17 14. 17 14, okay. Last minute field goal. Mm-hmm. I'm taking a dog fight. <laughs> Love to see it. Love to see it. All right, so come down here. Uh, Jaguars at the Bengals. Oh, it's Jumania against the man, the myth, the legend, Joe Burrow. Who you got? <sighs> You know, I love I love both Joe Burrow and Minshew Mania. I really do. Oh, agreed, agreed. But I really want to see the Bengals win that game. It, it's an it's an easy like I know it's the Jags, 
I know, but I'm really on the fence about this game, man. I really am. Um, I can see it going either way. Oh yeah, for sure. It literally could go either way. I mean, it. The only reason I'm taking the Bengals is because it's in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason I'm taking the Bengals. If it was in Jacksonville, I take I take Jacksonville, and I'm not going to be surprised if either team beats the other. Give me the Bengals. I'm feeling 24-21, 24-23, something around there. It's going to be a two, three-point game. Don't be surprised if the Jaguars win this. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, uh, yeah, I got the Bengals winning. I'm pretty. I, I got them winning. What do we got? I got Joe Burrow throwing three touchdowns, twenty-one to thirteen. All right. What is next? All right, can you hear me? Oh, okay, okay, I can hear you now. That was weird. I don't, I don't uh, know. No, my, my laptop bad. I'll, I'll, I'll just edit it out. Uh. Or not. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Anyway, we're back. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> okay, whatever. All right, all right, back to what you were saying. Uh, I was saying, I don't know. What was I saying? I was saying uh, the Bengals were going to win 21 to 13. All right, I can respect that. Yeah. All right, let me pull, let me pull back up the schedule here. All right. Um. Next up, we have the. Let me see here. One second. We have the Falcons at Green Bay. Matt Ryan against my boys. My boys in green and gold. Who you taking? You know, you did tell me they do. The Falcons do give Green Bay a hard time, tough time. Oh, don't even get me started, man. But I'm I'm gonna roll with Packers all the way. They're gonna go four zero. They're gonna steam past these guys for sure. I'm taking my Packers, but I think people are underestimating. Uh, Jesus, I need to speak. Underestimating the Falcons here. Uh, excuse me. Um, I'm taking my Packers. Thirty five, thirty one. Thirty five, thirty one. Wow. Thirty five, thirty one. Another uh, another uh, uh, lead loss maybe. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Uh, I got Packers. Uh, I got Packers win. I got Packers winning a twenty-eight, twenty-eight fourteen. Yeah, I thought we agreed we were gonna give the Falcons a chance. Here. <laughs> you know how it'd be. Oh my God, what am I gonna do with you? All right, <laughs> next up, you got the Raiders at home against Buffalo. Who do you have? Raiders. Oh man. I. <sighs> I gotta take the Bills. Love. I mean, I I agree here. Uh, Would he have the Bills winning by? I got. I think Josh Allen is gonna overachieve this game. I think he's gonna be throwing four touchdowns. I'm actually taking five. Five? Okay. I was gonna say five, five, but I didn't know how the Raiders' defense would be against him. Nah, it's it's not gonna happen, man. Okay. I'll take five. I'll take five because I wanted wanted to say that, but I didn't know for sure. <laughs> I'm up to five. Give me Bills 38-27 over the Raiders. Yeah, I'll take uh I'll I have them winning what do we got? What do we got? I have them winning forty two forty two twenty eight. All right, next up, Giants at the Rams. Oh man. 
Let's just say it. Rams. The Rams. <laughs> Poor Giants. Oh God. Just give me them. Give me give me Rams. Uh give me them forty one to twenty four. Yeah, I I got Goff going off this game. I got them winning uh Gimme Goff, three hundred plus yards, four touchdowns. Uh-huh. I got I mean, yeah, I, I definitely Nick agree. Nick Foles looked like he belonged and he threw for almost three hundred and fifty yards. I mean, mm. come on. Oh yeah, for sure. It's just without Saquon, they're not even a football team at this point. Yeah. All right, next th- up, we have an interesting game that I'm honestly not that sure about. Patriots, Kansas City, in Kansas. Hmm. I I really like how the Patriots are performing this year with Cam. I really think he could win comeback player of the year. Oh, it's been impressive. Oh yeah, for sure. In all sorts of ways. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the Patriots can overcome the Chiefs. I got the Chiefs winning. I'm taking Chiefs. I'm taking them. Um, honestly, I'm feeling like like twenty eight, thirty one points for the Chiefs and around twenty points for the Patriots somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's gonna be a blowout. I definitely. No, I, I think it's gonna be competitive, and then Mahomes mm-hmm. is gonna get in like a late score. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some something like that. I, I think the stat sheet's gonna over overdo how the game actually went. It's gonna be a dogfight. They're gonna go back and forth. They're gonna trade blows. It's gonna mm. be like that Patriot Seahawks game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next up we have the broken down Eagles against the IR 49ers. <laughs> no matter how many players the 49ers have i got them winning i absolutely i really like nick mullins i don't care what anyone says oh he's honestly a really good backup I oh yeah for sure underrated, not gonna lie. yeah i think he's underrated is he gonna carry your team no no yeah no he's not he can't is he gonna be competent yeah mm-hmm. but the eagles they just they just can dude they uh, even i agree he, even with the 49ers losing all their defensive players, I mean, hell. Debo Samuel, I've heard rumors he will come back this week. Oh, yeah? Not entirely sure. George Kittle is like 90% expected to come back this week. Oh, that's right. I forgot he was injured. Yeah. Oh, my. Because Nick Mullins loves him some George Kittle. Mm-hmm. Um, give, give me give me the 49ers. I'm taking them uh, probably around. To give me a 2717, 2717, 2720, around, around there. Yeah, I got the 49ers winning. I got them winning 25 14. Crazy. Oh, it is crazy, man. I mean, they got some interesting games this week. Oh, yeah. Um, and I guess before we close out, um, I guess any thoughts? Just from week three's games, just while, just while we got a few, a few extra minutes here. Any thoughts or comments on the week three games? Uh, uh let's see, let's see what we got. Let's see what the game. Besides we got. the Falcons game, don't you dare. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> I think one game that I really did enjoy watching. Was the um, 
What game was it? It was I like I I enjoyed watching the Titans and Vikings. Titans won thirty one thirty. Crazy game. Yeah, I know. Derrick Henry went off for me. Oh yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely made my week. Um, I guess here's some here's a couple notes I took. Mahomes makes the rest of the AFC look like a middle school football team. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. And uh, what was my other one? Um, oh yeah, and Dwayne Haskins. I liked him coming out of college, and usually I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. You know, I'm not saying I'm, I'm like an NFL scout or anything, but I mean, I have at least a decent track record of guessing QB's gonna be a bust or not. Um, I thought Haskins was gonna be good. And he looks like a bust. Yeah. And he... I, I don't, I don't think it's because of Washington. I think it's Haskins. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, I gotta say, Haskins is a no go. Washington, you wasted your pick. Yeah, that yeah. It's a you shame, know, but it happens. A game. Hmm. There was another game that I enjoyed. Oh, the game! The game that I that made me literally like get on the edge of my seat was the Bills and Rams. No, that now, we did, yeah, we did touch on that earlier, but that's the game that erased any doubt I still had about Josh Allen. Yeah. You got to get... Where they put the ball in his hands, and they said, win the game, and he won the game. You got to give it to Josh Allen. He had five total touchdowns, four passing. You... I mean, some and Rams... With John Brown getting hurt. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah, Rams almost came back, but you know, you got Josh Allen. I think he's going to be really good this year. Nah, credit, credit to both teams. Oh, the yeah. Rams looked sure. amazing. The Bills looked amazing. Two tough teams that went at it. Total shootout, total dogfight. I mean, teams got to win. Unfortunately, the Rams lost, but they put up one hell of a fight. You got to give it to mm-hmm. them. So, I guess, anything else before we uh, close out the, the first official episode here for good? Go Texans. Uh, don't even start, man. <laughs> Let's be honest, bro. Like, it, it, it just ain't happening this year. Oh. Now nah, they got the seventh seed. I'm good. Before, before they go, I'm going to tell the story. Before we go, I'm going to tell the story. We're watching the Texans and Chiefs game divisional round. Mm. at my house. We're watching it. We got pizza. We're chilling. We're having a good time. He's going crazy. Oh my God, my Texans are going to the Super Bowl, bro. He's like, we're going to do it. We're going to whoop the Titans. I didn't think I'd ever see it happen. They're up 24 7, 24 nothing, one of those. And I joked around and I said, watch the Chiefs come back. And then Mahomes launches a total bomb and they score. <laughs> and I joked around, oh man, Zach, it's happening. He's all like, haha, very funny. And then the Texans fumbled on the kickoff, and they scored, and then they scored, and 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 he's been depressed ever since. I am depressed. I the, uh, I mean it. I don't know. I don't know what to say about that game. I mean, my my mind that day was just like really, <laughs> looked a little too soon, huh? Yeah, like I mean. Uh, because when you when the Chiefs were losing twenty four to zero, I was like, okay, hold on. 
that's a little too much right now. So then I was like, okay, yeah, it happened. I knew it was gonna happen too, but I didn't want to. Didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to admit it. <sighs> and because... at least you knew better in week one when they were up like by like ten or fourteen points. Yeah. And you and you were just like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> gonna be honest, if we had beaten the Chiefs, I think we would have beaten the Titans and then absolutely gotten crushed by the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Gonna be just oh, yeah. 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 I agree. <laughs> oh. I mean, if you want to look at the bright side, y'all weren't winning anything anyway. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh so I guess yeah, we'll close it out. Uh, first official episode of Quarantine Sports. Um, we're going to upload, you know, every Wednesday, Thursday afternoon. We'll get the episodes up once a week, maybe twice. And yeah, we're still kind of figuring it out. We're getting the kinks out. You know, never really done this sort of thing before. We're just bored. We got nothing better to do than talk about sports. Mm-hmm. So I guess thanks for tuning in, and we will see you folks next week. Bye-bye. Bye.